Hi, I'm President Dennis A. Erdl. Thank you for joining us for the fourth episode of the Fireside Cast. Today, I'm joined in the studio by my Chief of Staff, Ben Underwood. Thanks for joining the program, Ben. Well, thanks for having me, Dennis. I'm glad to be here. So, um, today, um, at school, um, our, our candidate for state representative, um, well, one of the candidates for state representative, Mr. Yasinoff, um, came to our school, and um, he, he talked about some of the issues that um, he, he um, would, would propose if he were elected as our state representative. Um, what, what did you think of some of his ideas? Well, Dennis, I was rather surprised. He seemed to take a moderate stance on most of the pertinent issues, and I was um, predicting that he'd take a hard Republican stance. For example, on marijuana, he favors medical legalization of marijuana. Mm -hmm. And medical legal and uh, medical marijuana was legalized last year by a referendum, I believe. Yes, but he wants to uphold that. Mm -hmm. And also, he was um, well. In this case, he's taking more of a traditional Republican approach, but he'd like to keep marijuana off recreational for recreational yes. usage. And um, also on the issue of gun control, I believe he's one of the few Republican candidates in the state of Ohio to not be endorsed by the NRA because, um, it, um, to quote Mr. Yasinoff, he, he supports, um, quote, common sense gun legislation, and that includes um, a, a ban on assault weapons and um, bump stop. Bump, bump stocks. He was also seeking that we follow the seven-point plan that I think was proposed by Kasich, mm -hmm. but it might have been Mike DeWine, and um, that um, calls for background checks on all gun purchases through the Nash NCIB. Yes, I, I believe it was um, the governor. And um, speaking of the governor, I know um, Mr. Yasinoff, um, he worked um, for a while on um, uh, Mr. or Governor Kasich's um, presidential bid, and um, he, he worked in the Taft administration as well um, back in the early 2000s under Governor Taft. Um, and um, our other candidate for um, state representative um, is Mrs. Russo, um, who was the Democrat. Um, running in the election to represent us, and frankly, I I don't see quite a lot of difference between their two campaigns in this battle because Mr. Yasinoff is quite to the center. He he's very far from um, I, I guess some of the more recent Republican policies such as um, the strict pro-gun laws that um, they've been proposing and um, in terms of marijuana and um, and also um, w with the tax code um, although he, he said that he he supports um, simplifying the tax code he didn't necessarily say that um, he supports lowering taxes. That's essentially what he told the, us when I heard him speak. He said that he isn't necessarily for lower taxes, but he would like to lower taxes for the middle class. And the mm -hmm. way he wants to do that 
is by closing loopholes, and he thinks that that will bring money back into Ohio. Yes. Though, um, I guess um, one of the issues which he supports, which might prove to be controversial, um, is his support for um, certain charter schools. Um, I, I know that there has been a, a lot of um, criti criticism of um, Etcot, and um, a, a lot of students weren't getting the necessary education and I, the state is trying to get the money back. Yes, yeah, so that's one of the issues where Rousseau and Yasinov differ. Rousseau is not a proponent of the charter schools, mm -hmm. but actually what's happening with ECOT right now is that they're actually shut down and all their assets were sold in an auction mm -hmm. recently. Rousseau is not a big fan of the charter schools and wants to send the money to public schools. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, she, she said public um, dollars should go towards public schools and also, um, um, Mrs. Russo supports um, requiring criminal background checks on all gun sales, and um, also including unlicensed ones, and closing um, existing gaps in the enforcement, and also um, re reporting all purchases and comparing them with information on the national instant criminal background check system or the NICS and um, as, as you said previously um, Mr. Yasinov um, also said that he supports increasing the 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 gun restrictions. Yeah Mr. Yasinov is also saying that he wants to ban the assault rifles mm -hmm. and some of the more dangerous weapons that people and have. And increase uh, background checks. Yes. So we were talking about um, John Kasich a bit earlier, and um, unfortunate. Well, um, fortunately for him, um, he's term limited, and so he's going to have to be replaced this year. Although, fun fact: um, in, in the state of Ohio, there is in our state constitution. There's a law. Well, there's a section that states that a governor can't serve two. Cons more than two consecutive terms. However, a governor can serve more than two non-consecutive terms. So, for example, I, I believe there was a governor um, back in the 50s who, who served um, two terms and then skipped a term and then served two more terms. And so, an interesting loophole um, in, our, in our state constitution. But, um, so, there's a very tight race um, for the governorship right now between um, DeWine and Cordray, and they both formerly served as state attorney general, and Cordray also served as um, the head of the Consumer Protection Agency, and he was appointed by uh, President Obama. What, what, what's your take on these two candidates? Well, what we've seen right now is with um, DeWine, he's much more well-known. He was the attorney general for eight years compared to Cordray's two years. And also there was a poll that came out from a, an Ohio university, not the Ohio university, but a university here in Ohio, that said that Cordray was unknown to about 40-some percent of Ohioans. Mm -hmm. And, well, I heard an analysis that that would change because Cordray is having a lot of advertisements right now. 
And also, DeWine is having advertisements about Cordray, which is giving Cordray some publicity. That's right. And um, I, I know that um, the DeWine campaign has been putting out um, a, a lot of negative ads regarding Cordray. Uh, I, I've seen tons of attack ads. As a matter of fact, just yesterday I counted five. Um, but I, I, I guess um, this race will get very tight as the election nears. We're almost, we're almost a, a little more than a month away from um, the elections. And so I think it's going to be interesting uh, which way this race goes. Um, also, um, Sherrod Brown, um, he, he's running for re-election as our senator. Um, though, um, as of recently, the, um, the Gallup poll has him up ahead, and Ohio is listed as leaning blue. But... Last week, um, Cordray and um, DeWine had a debate in Dayton, I believe. Um, what's, what's your take on that? Yeah, so the debate last week, it was really interesting. They discussed a lot of issues. They discussed ECOT, they discussed opioids, gun control, and various issues such as those. And the debate got surprisingly heated for rather calm politicians. Mm -hmm. One of the more inflaming things that Cordray said is, asking you to be in charge of the opioid epidemic is like asking for navigational advice from the captain of the Titanic. Now this was a pretty popular thing. It got kind of, um, there were a lot of posts about it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And this comment was in reference to that DeWine has been the attorney general for eight years and he has not done very much to fix the opio opioid epidemic. Uh, that's right, and um, also, um, th th this was, I, I believe, um, th the first debate, and as you previously said, um, about 40% of Ohioans don't know much about Cordray, and so I don't know if that was really too good of a first impression I immediately jumping. However, on, on the flip side, um, DeWine has been... Um, launching fierce attack ads all over YouTube, um, attacking Cordray. As a matter of fact, um, I, I saw five on my phone just yesterday. Um, but um, it, it would be um, quite a win for the Democrats if um, o Ohio went for the Democrats. But um, I, I don't know if Cordray has got his name out necessarily enough to be able to win this race. I think he, right now he doesn't, but I, he's getting his voice out enough. Even with the negative attack ads might actually be helping him because they're getting, giving him the publicity that he needs. And also, he, um, another reason people might side with Cordray versus DeWine is that DeWine is kind of a career politician. He's mm -hmm. had elected offices for some 40 years. And then Cordray, he's a little bit younger, a little bit of a newcomer, and also he has the added benefit of working for the Consumer Protection Agency, which is a major win for the citizens. People would like that. A lot of people might um, look at him and say, here's a guy um, who, who was fighting for us, the mm -hmm. little people, against the Wall Street. Um, but like, like you said, um, DeWine, he's a career politician. He's been in state politics for a long time. 
and everybody knows him, whether it's good or bad. And but with Cordray, um, I guess if he can get out um, the right image, if he can, if he can get his name out in a good way, I, I think um, he might be able to carry the state. Another question that this brings up is what Kasich will do after he leaves his office. He obviously he ran for president in 2016 and lost. And the question arises, will he run again in 2020? What's your take on this, Dennis? Well, it's very uncommon for a sitting um, president to see a primary challenger, um, especially from his own, from, I mean, from within his own party, someone who he has defeated before. And I, I don't think we, we've seen this in a very long time. And it would be quite a spectacle, though I do think that much of the Republican Party now is behind Donald Trump. Um, you know, there was the never Trump movement, especially in late 2016, um, right, right around um, the convention and afterwards. You had Republicans like Mitt Romney who were saying never Trump, but, but then right after the election, Mitt Romney was caught dining with Donald Trump um, in New York. And so I think at this point, a large chunk of the Republicans have um, rounded up around President Trump. However, you still have the Republicans like Mr. Yasinoff. And today, um, for example, uh, one of the students in my group, in the group I was in, asked Mr. Yasinoff if he was um, supportive of the president's policies, and he said, I'm a Kasich Republican, not a Trump Republican. And, and so I think Kasich might get a bit of support um, in a primary bid against um, the president of the United States. Going back to that comment about what you said that Yasinoff said on Wednesday about how there's two different sides of the Republicans. You have the Kasich Republicans and then the Trump Republicans. I think that's really interesting because the Republican Party has been kind of dividing in the past two years. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested to see which type of Republican will win. Will it be more of a Trump Republican or a Kasich? Where will the Republican Party be going? Where, where do you think it'll be going? Well, I, I, I think um, so long as President Trump is in office, I, I think the Republican Party will be sliding more to the right. and. Um, You'll have a, a lot of moderates who are who have to choose between either adjusting their agenda or moving along with the rest of the gang, um, and so I think this might hurt Republicans in the long run because their their voter base, frankly, is objectively shrinking. A, a lot of their um, votes come from. Um, older white people. However, um, th their numbers are, are decreasing, um, and y you have a lot more minority voters who are coming out to vote now, and um, especially considering the recent policy measures um, the administration implemented um, with, with the children, I, I think you'll see that, that a lot of the minorities are, are really angry and that's causing more of them to vote and vote against the Republicans. And so I, I think moving more to the right might hurt 
the Republicans. If if they had went more in the, in twenty sixteen, if they went more in the direction of Marco Rubio, or Ted Cruz, someone like that, they they might have stood a better chance. But um, now I think um, they're fighting a losing battle. Last Saturday was the annual homecoming dance here at UAHS. Mm -hmm. Did you attend, and if so, what's your opinion on it? No, I I haven't um, attended um, any school dance, as a matter of fact. Um, On Instagram, I saw that, I didn't go either, but I saw that a lot of people, and I've also heard that a lot of people preferred it over last year's gnome theme. I I have heard that um, from a lot of people as well, that um, this year's 80s theme was better. than gnome coming, um, I, I think the the consensus among students was that gnome coming was um, not that good of an idea. Um, but but I think um, a lot of students think that this year homecoming um, was organized pretty well by student council with the added games and more events and um, and also with the um, DJ. Speaking of school dances, what do you have in store for the winter dance coming up? Well, for the winter dance, um, we, we the, the class officers and I um, were, were planning um, to let the students decide on um, what winter is going to be. So we're planning on putting out a poll in the near future to get a general idea of what the students think. That sounds great. I'm looking forward to that poll. Thank you for joining the conversation, Ben. Thank you, Dennis. It's been a pleasure. Major funding for the Fireside cast has been provided by Serpent Cinematography, Thunderstruck Studios, TV Productions, and by James Underwood. James is running to be Hastings' next 8th grade class president. His campaign website is www.jamesunderwood.net. And from contributions from listeners like you. Thank you.